Welcome to a world of exploration, thought, and discussion, sequentially through 156 episodes of Rod Serling's seminal classic, The Twilight Zone. Welcome to Submitted for Your Approval. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. I am your host, Brandon Cruz, as we go on this marvelous, magical journey through all 156 episodes of Rod Serling's classic series. Um, by the way, I don't usually introduce things like that, uh, which you know if you've listened to all of these episodes. Uh, but, you know, enough about me. Uh I have a very special guest here to today. Uh, he's he's a longtime friend of mine, first time guest, longtime caller. He's probably never actually listened to an episode of the show in his life. But uh, it is my 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 good friend Kevin Reese. Oh, of course I've listened to episodes. It's 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 like a way to hang out with you when when you're. Uh... Miles and miles and miles away. Ah, uh, you, you, Hi. you, sweetheart, you. I, I, I appreciate the invite. Nope, no problem. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to have you. Let me, let me uh, you, you, you did, you took the time and to give me like a little blurby bit of uh, uh, information. So let me, let me just, let me just get this blurb out, out of here. An overall nerd who enjoys most aspects of geek culture, a horror fanatic who has been searching for that thing that will scare him but never finding it. A guy who is overly analytical, who tries not to be, but can be caught saying, um, actually, not with that deep a voice, uh, or maybe with a deeper voice. Strike that reverse. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, man, so, so, so glad to, so glad to have you on the show. Yeah. De definite nerd. And I, I am, I am always chasing that, uh, that horror dragon. Can't find it. <laughs> it's 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 frustrating. It's frustrating for those of us who who love horror and we're like, ah, yeah, that's just not just not like that it used to be. Not no, no, definitely. Uh, did did you did you catch the um child's play trailer? I did. Child, yeah, child's play trailer. I did, I did not. Well, we could talk. We could talk about child child's play trailer yeah. at the end of the show because I do have I do have words about that movie uh, indeed but but first but first up let's go ahead and talk about the episode uh that we're covering today which is the grave which originally aired in october 27th 1961 stars the great lee marvin as connie miller lee van cleef as steinhardt he's the the really cool looking dude who uh is at is at the end talking about wind and whatever uh ellen willard as ione and James Best as Johnny Rob, uh, which was my son's original name. That's not that's not actually a true statement. <laughs> uh, directed by Montgomery Pittman and written by Montgomery Pittman. Uh, teleplay by Rod Serling. Uh, so so Kevin, you know when I when I went from like season one, we just talked about we just talked about the the episode. And basically just covered the entire episode for like 30 minutes and then maybe had like two seconds to to for for observations. Season two, I, I tried to shorten it to just a couple paragraphs, but season three did something completely different. 
And now we do something called You, Me, and IMDb Synopses, where, yes, I do a single sentence or so, you do a single sentence or so, and IMDb does a sentence or two. Doesn't matter. But we compare, contrast, and decide who wins. With that in mind, let's start with you. What What is a good one-sentence synopsis for this episode? All right, here, here's here's what I came up with after that. Uh, Cowboy's rival gets taken down when the cowboy is away, and rival swears vengeance from the grave. Ooh. Cowboy's rival when the cowboy is away. And what was that last part? It was, it was Cowboy's rival gets taken down when oh. the cowboy is away, and rival swears vengeance from the grave. Ah. And swears vengeance. All right. Um, now here, here's here's my. That was good. That was good. I like it. It's very. There's lots of cowboys in that. Uh, I I went much more minimalist with with mine, trying to get as as few words in here. And all my synopsises start with a man or a woman does something. Uh, so here's mine, Kevin. It is a man takes a stab at bravery in the old west. That that is that is very short. <laughs> uh, I, I I dig it. I like the minimalist aspect of it. Uh, does doesn't give too much away. I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to cut to the chase here. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so IMDb says says this: Old West lawman Connie Miller visits the grave of a man who he failed to track down to prove he was never afraid of him, but gets more than he bargained for. All right, uh, S4YA fans out there, all all thirty two of you, um, I want you know hit, hit us up on Twitter and and tell us was it was it Brandon who wins? Is it Kevin who wins, or is it the overlords at IMDb? Mm, those I, damn bastards at IMDb. Those damn <laughs> bastards. Uh, all right, so so that that's a, that's a, essentially the synopsis. Now, Kevin. We're going to transfer it over to you. What are your initial thoughts for the episode? Um, I enjoyed it. I I didn't know it was going to be a western. Uh, so the second I started up uh, and, and saw the the type of setting, I was already excited because I, I I am a bit of bit of a fan of spaghetti westerns. So then you know once once I saw uh, a, a certain character, we'll just call him the bad. Uh, I got even <laughs> a little bit more excited. Um, and, uh, I, 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 I knew the story already from, uh, different, uh, urban legend iterations of the story. So unfortunately it it was an episode that held, uh, very little surprises, but you know, it, it's still a, a classic urban legend story that I've always enjoyed. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I, I picked you for this episode, uh, because it's, it's more of a, you know, uh, urban legend type campfire story, right. <laughs> Where, uh, you, you would like, okay, we're on camp, everybody. Let's, let's hear your favorite, st- uh, scary story. And in, and when we talk about like scary stories to tell in the dark and even more scary stories to tell in the dark, that's, that's what I imagine this episode to, to be. Uh, I, I think those books might have had a variation of the story in them. Yeah, I I, 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 I meant to I meant to look that up. 
some somebody has to 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 do that. <laughs> well, I, I got the book sitting around somewhere, but uh, uh, yeah. the the original I'll, I'll books. Think, I'll think later. Um, Anna Anna bought the books for me uh, as a birthday present or Christmas present a few years ago, and yeah, they had the original art. Um, they were they weren't the original full size versions though. She didn't know that when she ordered them, but uh, they do have the uh, the original Stephen Gamble art and all the all the stories. So, uh, uh, so. I want to ask uh, the it's okay it, whether it's in, in those books or not. We do know that it's 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 an old tale variations of it. What what is so effective? Why is this the story so effective in its different forms? Um, I, I think it's I think it plays on the fact that um, the 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 person that boasts so much about not being afraid. Uh, is is in a sense bested by their fear in the end every time. You know that, that's that's how the story always ends. Is the person that's not afraid finally gets got. Yeah. Uh, is is it? Uh, so in 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 this case with with Connie played by Lee Lee Marvin. Uh, they they say that oh yeah clearly he he succumbed his heart was weak. He succumbed to his fear, uh, and and that that's what that's what happened. We all thought he was afraid, and in fact, he was afraid, and and that's how he died. They throw in a little bit of a supernatural aspect, but that's don't need to talk about that for the point I'm trying to make, which is was is is it is it because is it effective because we're we say we're not afraid of things, but we we really are. And when we're we're trying to put on this this face of no, we're brave, we're brave as hell. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a little bit of a little bit of that, and then uh, I think it's um, the idea of of how easy it is for doubt to seep in. So like they like with 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 Connie, he he went out there and like he 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 was a little nervous you know noises were were getting him a little bit but in the long run he still went there and he he went to complete his task but you know when uh, all those little things that were kind of having him on edge already that was doubt seeping in just a little bit and a little bit more and finally it it was enough doubt to switch from being just like oh no that's not real to oh maybe something's going on to to eventual overwhelming fear yeah yeah de- definitely um and you can almost you can almost sense that when uh at at the end when he gets to the grave he gets to the grave of uh Paco or Taco or the guy <laughs> I I do not remember his name Pinto. his uh, name is P- Pinto Peso Pecos is Pinto? Yeah, Pinto. <laughs> yes, Pinto. Uh, he he get he Don't gets me a P name. <laughs> uh, pl- plantain is it? <laughs> P- pl- plateau. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, uh, Pinto on his in, on his deathbed that we see off camera is basically says that Connie Lee Marvin is had his chance to to catch him, but Lee Marvin is a is a scaredy cat. And didn't want to face him. And Pinto on his deathbed says, "Yeah, uh, if he shows up on my grave, I'm gonna reach up and grab him." So then, after this whole bet stuff, and they say, "Connie, you're afraid. If you're not afraid, go stick a knife in there." 
when he gets up to the grave and he like he does he kneels down and he does that initial like slow stab of the knife into the dirt you can you can see that he's like oh god oh no like there's there's a whole lot of doubt there that mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is this is gonna be bad and then he gets enough confidence it was that initial slow stab that he that he, he goes for the he goes for the double kill and uh that is that is where always always double tap always always double. well and and, and that was is probably his downfall at, at that point in time right like yeah yeah I mean, the, the the second so when he when he did that slow stab all i was thinking the whole time was like all right just leave it there man your job's done <laughs> job's done and job's done i, I, I think job's done um <laughs> I think at that point he was, you know, uh, it, it was the the doubt was there, but then I, I think his uh, bitterness at, at never being able to to catch him like just took over. Yeah. And okay, so now if we're going, if we're going, if we are going the supernatural route, and it was at, and and Pinto's sister was right. Pinto actually reached up and grabbed him and scared him to death. Uh, do you think that Pinto was like, okay, yeah, I could do this initial stab. That's fine. But then like, then the angry stab, he's like, whoa, well, slow down, buddy. <laughs> I wasn't going to grab you. I was resting peacefully. Rest in peace, they say. They always oh, say so, so what, like, like Pinto's ghost was just hanging out at the bar listening to the whole bet and everything? <laughs> Like oh 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 this is what he's gonna okay yeah I'll just wait till the moment's right and, and <laughs> jump out and get him <laughs> uh, I I I did um I don't know if if we're going the supernatural aspect I think it would have been nice to see like maybe maybe a little tear out of the bottom of his jacket or something like that oh yeah because uh, I don't. I don't remember. Did they show the knife in the jacket? Yeah, yeah, they, okay. they do. So he's he's like he's leaning over to the left, and mm-hmm. his his jacket is stuck there with with a knife. And Lee Van Cleef is saying, "Well, I know what happened. See, there's the knee marks there, and uh, he put the knife in. But the wind was blowing last night, so the wind blew his jacket when he stabbed it. When he got up to get away, he thought Pinto grabbed him and died of fright." I, yeah, I think there's there's like little things that they could have added to to put more doubt because like the Eon's wind argument at the end it was like, oh, do you see any of our clothes blowing back the other way? I was like, well, yeah, kind of, but you know, <laughs> I guess for the story we could say no, but I'll, like if they had added like like making it look like the jacket was just torn a little bit where. Hey, some of those tears look like maybe they weren't from the knife or something like that. Right, 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 right. Could, could have put those little seeds of doubt in there to uh to make it kind of like, ooh, ooh, what what really happened? Yeah, and, and uh, although Ion's words kind of they they sow doubt, like, oh, was it was it supernatural? Was it uh, a Pinto ghost? Oh, or wasn't it? Um. I always think of at, at that very end, like, well, I've been in windy days, and if the wind is is flapping something one way, every once in a while the wind dies down, and the coat or whatever the piece of fabric comes the other way. 
that that was my exact thought as well it doesn't it doesn't always stay that direction <laughs> yeah yeah that's 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 where when she was going through her whole explanation of how it was all no if it was really him i was like what no that that's that's a terrible argument i was also wondering the whole time like who who brings a plate to a grave <laughs> that part really threw me off as well uh, aside from uh, aside from her supernatural explanation but yeah like it was like okay i suppose if for for the people that would that would go to that mindset of oh maybe it was something spooky then that's an acceptable argument because you know whatever whatever gets you to the answer that you're looking for versus what the evidence shows you know yeah. is 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 what what somebody that would believe that aspect would would you know gravitate towards mm-hmm. um this is kind of along the lines of of the effectiveness of the kind of horror scary story aspects of of, of this episode uh, and the retelling of it in different forms uh the the idea that it's kind of in this this western classic uh setting rather than uh, i think uh, I, I read in uh one of the books that uh, somebody claimed maybe it was plagiarism because there was a version of the story in german um in a different setting like you know whatever gothic or <laughs> do do you think do you think the western setting has any kind of uh em- does it change the emphasis of the 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 fright or the the story uh no no I, I don't think it did um i think it's i think it, i think it was just a uh probably a directorial choice of you know hey this story's like the the first iteration that i can really think of um with the story is like a, a high school type setting where it was like you know teenagers hanging out in the graveyard and then one of the girls was dared to go do it and she never she never came home. They found her. She stabbed her dress. And I think I, I remember yeah, reading a, right. another iteration that was kind of a Victorian setting, but you know, same, same, same story. So um, I, I don't think the, the place of the story really uh, plays too much into it. It's, it's more the, you know, uh, getting the person that claims they're not scared to go do the thing, you know, the, 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 the act of going to put the knife in the grave, mm-hmm. you know, as long as those certain uh, checks get, get marked, you know, I think it's the same story as in setting is just really a, you know, a storyteller's choice. Yeah, I, I gotcha. De- dealer's choice, storyteller's choice. You, you pick, <laughs> <laughs> you pick it. Uh, um, yeah, one one thing I, I liked about this ep- this episode, uh, we we talk about the wind a, a a little bit. We talk about the wind a little bit, but I like that they make the wind a huge part of the episode itself. Um, I think as far as Twilight Zone episodes, um, there's not a huge emphasis on these kind of environmental factors. I'll I'll, I'll say like wind was a, a character almost with throughout the episode when they're first like rolling in through the town and Pinto gets shot. Um, Lee Marvin gets into town and, and uh, at, at the end uh, before Lee Marvin goes, well, as he's going up to the, the graveyard, you know, he, it's, it's super windy up there. And then Lee Van Cleef at the end, he's like putting his 
coat over his his face and he's tucking in um and uh, i'm i'm giving all these examples of people in the wind and knowing how annoyed i get at the wind i thought man dust in the eye first that's first thought <laughs> second and they they really used the hell out of that wind i think i think it was good you know i i didn't really think of that until now but you're right the i don't uh, aside from these scenes where they were indoors at the bar i don't think there was any moments where it wasn't blowing wind and maybe that plays to the um two certain western cliches of you know, like you know tumbleweed blowing down the street yeah type uh type cliches and you know maybe that plays into why they chose the western setting yeah oh yeah yeah good, good call um maybe they should do a variation of this where they're just in a wind tunnel <laughs> yelling over each other because they can't really hear the whole time yeah hey i bet you pinto grab you what what pinto he'll grab you no no he, he's dead no, I I know he's it's I know he's dead, but he said he said it would grab you. <laughs> and then and then twenty minutes later, the just credits roll and nothing is resolved. <laughs> it's just just a what happened? <laughs> Scrolls across the screen at the end. You tell you us. <laughs> <laughs> Send us a tweet on Twitter. <laughs> team oh. Team uh, Pinto grabs. Uh, uh, what 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 are, what are the thoughts do you do you have uh, on on the episode? Uh, there was there was one aspect of it that uh, aside from Eon with the plate, I that was just that I thought that was the weirdest thing. It was like, <laughs> oh, this was his favorite plate. Or like, who who has a favorite plate? Like, I guess I guess go back into the days where like a fancy plate actually meant something. Okay, I guess maybe. Would I expect an outlaw to have? A favorite fancy plate? No, I found that part kind of weird. But one of the things that made me go, "What? Wait a wait a second!" Now was when they're sitting in the bar and the bet first starts, and the guy's like, "I've been saving up almost my whole life to get this twenty dollar piece, <laughs> and I'll bet you this twenty dollar piece that you won't do this." And I'm like, "Wow, he's." He's been saving up his whole life, and he's about to stake his life savings on this. And and Connie, right off the bat, is like, "I'll take your bet." And then all of a sudden, everybody else in the bar is like, "I'm in too." Like, what? Wait, this didn't look like that rich a town. And all of a sudden, these guys, <laughs> this this one talking about how he <laughs> worked his whole life to get twenty dollars. All of a sudden, everybody everybody has twenty dollar pieces. Like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Okay, sure. For for story's sake, I'll just ignore that that aspect and uh, just roll with it. But I was like, it 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 was a it was some dialogue making it seem like it was such a significant thing, and then all of a sudden it made it insignificant when oh. everybody else was like, hey, twenty bucks more, twenty bucks more. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, and now it's just normal bet. And and then like pe- then townspeople are like opening up the windows and be like, hey, twenty bucks, I got <laughs> I got twenty bucks, I can put on this. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'll take that bet too. That's good odds. <laughs> and like the the town crier has just like a bell. Bring out your twenties. The, the 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 actual uh, 
dangly inside the bell was a $20 piece. <laughs> uh, God. Yeah. Why did I have so much, so much money that does it's, I mean, it's win it's windfall money. Oh yeah, <laughs> they uh, they actually have a a wind farm. And they're just, it was actually a modern setting. It's just this town was yeah actually a uh, you know they they put all their money into building up the windmills. This this was and, like uh, the, they, the first version of the village, Shyamalan <laughs> like stuff. Uh, what a twist! It, it was us the whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I I get I get you on the the bet stuff. I always I. I that that part it was always kind of I didn't actually notice like the, the the amount of money and then how quickly everybody else jumps on board with it. But you have, make a good point on that. I, I was just always like, yeah, I mean, just take the bet, dude. Take the bet. Go stab it real quick. Don't take your time. I'd just be like, I, I mean, I'd probably be scared just because it's nighttime and windy and it's a graveyard, and I'd be like. Okay, here I go. <laughs> run up there, stab, <laughs> and run off. And then go back and like give me my money you now. Why are you waiting? Um, doesn't seem that in, uh, significant, but I will say that all three of them the next morning are kind of like oh, he never came back. Oh, I killed a man. I'm I, I got a man killed, and they acknowledge that. Well, it's it's not nighttime anymore. It's not windy and at nighttime, it's daytime. And so everything that was scaring them in the bar at night is seems silly now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did I did like that they went in that direction. Um, yeah. This is, so is it, once with the, with the light of day, they all became skeptics. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's absurd. Yeah, well, we were talking just silliness back then. <laughs> uh... Do you think he'll actually come back for his money? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you, Do you think they picked his pockets to get their their money? Like, oh, he 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 took our coins and he didn't. Well, oh, did the, no, the bartender held the money, right? Yeah. Do you think the bartender just ran off? I mean, <laughs> at that at that point, he had what a hundred twenty bucks. He could go start another bar in a different town. Yeah. Oh, he's he's the one who uh, started the idea of franchises. Mm. That's the that's... maybe maybe the bartender actually did it. Like the bartender followed him up there. Oh yeah. I was like, oh yeah. I mean, they gave me all their coins. They're gonna see Connie dead now, and I'll just pocket the money and get out of here. Hey. Uh, if there if there are any bartenders out there, we're not saying that you are likely to steal money from a dead man or, or kill a man <laughs> to take the money, but we are saying that potentially that's what happened here. <laughs> uh, 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 all right, Kevin. Uh, so, uh, any final thoughts on the episode before I uh, transition? Um. The you know, pretty much uh, e- even though it was a a story that I already knew, um, it's still quite enjoyable just because it's yeah it's a classic story for a reason. Yeah, it's like the it's like the hook on the the door handle of a car. So, Absolutely, yeah. You know, or like oh high beams. High beams was in scary stories. Uh, right? it was scree- screeching on the top of the roof. Yeah, the viper. Oh, I come to wipe your windows. <laughs> I want to wipe your windows. My favorite story of all time. Oh, I, I always like the um, the the it's super short the Jabberwocky. 
Oh, I don't know. I don't remember that one. It's it's four panels. The Jabberwocky came from the sea. He ate all the others, but he didn't eat me. <laughs> the Jabberwocky came to the from the sea. He ate all the others, but he didn't eat. Slurp. <laughs> guys, guys gone in the last panel. I always love that one. Uh, Jack's I, Jack's got it memorized. He's he's reading through the books right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's good to have it's good to have kids who we we uh, yeah. paint early on. <laughs> yeah, horror. I'm gonna make you love horror as much as I do. <laughs> uh, Did, oh, uh, I, remind me to have me tell you about the uh, haunted house incident from last Halloween. Okay. All right. I'll okay. I'll ask I'll ask you a little bit after recording. Um, okay. Uh, so I ask everybody, Kevin, every single person who comes on this show, I say, Hey, what do you rate this episode? And you can choose whatever rating scale that you decide. Uh, it can be, uh, some people have used hedgehogs before. (laughs) Some people have used, um, uh, bottles of oil. I don't know if that's one, but what do you rate this episode? Uh, I'm going to rate this episode a uh, 7 out of 10 $20 coins. <laughs> <laughs> so so $140. You rate yes. this? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Not, not not quite that 200 because there was there was just those few little things that was like oh yeah, that part could have been written a little bit better but still overall a great episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I I will actually I will concur with you on there. I I'll I will say 7 uh, $20 coins and a hay penny. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, or, or uh, you know, oh, we could go. Uh, see, back then they had um, freaking half pennies as well. Yes, or is that what I, is that what a hay penny is? I think that's I think that's the same thing. I think hay okay. penny is short for half penny. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I, I wasn't born then. Yeah, me neither. I'm a, I'm a millennial. You know this. Uh, see, I I never quite claimed that title. I, I was like the uh, the. The, what are they called? The, the lost, lost generation, yeah. exennials, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exennials or gray generation. I mean, I mean, that's really what we are, before yeah. and after the internet. Uh, okay, last, last thing, Kevin. Last thing. Uh, you rated the episode seven out of ten, uh, twenty dollar coins, which is fantastic. Now we're gonna move on to the last little bit of this. Little this bit. And it's called Choose Your Own Advent End Venture, where you tell us, and then I tell you, uh, uh, an alternate ending for the episode. All right, so I already came up with one, but I'm not going to use it. And that was the uh, the bartender done it. <laughs> but but uh, when, I'll when, go with them. Um, when we were talking about that, I was like, we we just made up our own endings. Oops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but okay, so neither of us could use that one. Um, I'll go with a. Uh, he he shows up and uh, puts the knife in the grave and goes back down. But then the next morning, when they go to verify that the knife is there, the knife is gone. <sighs> Dun dun dun. So he's he's dead, and the knife is gone. Oh well, no. Oh, Connie Connie got out, but it was like a, you know, the the knife disappeared, oh. but nobody else went up to the grave. It was you know, all of them went up there with the own in the morning. Yeah, 
and the the knife is gone. Connie loses the bet, but you know maybe maybe a final oh. shot of of the knife wherever it may be now. I got I gotcha. So he he went up there. He did it, but when he came back, he's like, "I did it, everybody." They go up there. They see that the knife's gone, and he loses the bet. Or oh oh no, let me add. I'll add one little thing uh, to the end. So okay. he went he went up there. He did it. They all go to verify. They don't see the knife, and then you know they all leave the grave. Final shot. Wind blows and a whole bunch of the dust comes up off of the grave, and the knife had sunk down further. Oh, who who knows why? Who who knows? The shadow knows. <laughs> Because the shadow did it. That's my alternate yeah. ending. <laughs> the shadow did it. Yeah. Across universes. Across, yeah, and it's and it's Alec Baldwin. And <laughs> um, okay, all right. That, that's that's good. That's good. I, I like I like that. I like that. Um, I here's an here's an alternate ending for you. Uh, Connie goes up there. He stab he he stabs the grave slowly. And then, then lifts up, and then he goes to, to stab the grave kind of more aggressively, and then a hand reaches up and grab grabs it, and then and then it like sucks him in, and it sucks him into the the grave, and then in the morning, uh, you know the the, the three men, Ion, Ion, they go up to the grave, and they just they just see Lee Marvin like his feet sticking up. <laughs> Straight up. So you just see his, his his boots and his legs uh just sticking straight up. And uh and then Lee Van Cleef is like, Well, I can see what happened here. <laughs> you can see the knee marks here, and he went to stab it, and then when he came back up, he tripped and he fell into the grave. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to stab it too deep. <laughs> he tried to stab it too deep. He's he's a he had a he must have had a strong arm. Old Connie, old Connie's strong arm. They call him. And I own and then I own's like. But if you look at the wind, it's blowing from this direction. L- last <laughs> night it was blowing directly down. <laughs> <laughs> and and then they just kind of roll their eyes and like I own go get another plate and then <laughs> you you drank that whole bottle of whiskey last night didn't you <laughs> yeah that was absinthe I own <laughs> and uh, scene that's it the roll, roll credits um, I I I don't know how well that would have played with audiences. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was a different era back in 61. <laughs> so you're right. You're right. They probably wouldn't have appreciated <laughs> abject horror. Like, Twilight Zone has been canceled due to graphic violence. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, well, uh, thank you, thank you for for that. Thank you for talking about the episode. Uh, I, you know, I want to I want to talk about uh, for those listening. If you don't want to hear any more of us talking about stuff non Twilight Zone related, uh, here's your chance to leave. Uh, but if you if you are interested, hey, we're just gonna we 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 said we're gonna talk about Child's Play earlier on, and I just wanna I just wanna briefly talk about that with you, Kevin, because you and I we we like we like horror films. We uh, every every year around Halloween we say let's do like a thirty days of Halloween, and then we never actually do it. Um, 
Child's Play. The new Child's Play, the one that is not from, uh, doesn't have Brad Dourif as the voice. And yeah, no, no Charles Ray. No Charles, no Charles Ray, no voodoo. It's all AI. I have, I have issues with that. What do you, what do you think? Um, I have some issues with it as well. Um, I, I always enjoy, um, reimaginings of things, but I also look at those things and think, well, you, you could have just made it something your own. You could have made it just something new. It didn't have to be child's play. It could have just been, you know, psycho AI doll or whatever, but <laughs> it, it didn't have to be child's play. Right. It's, it's I, I think when, uh, when creators decide to make a choice like that, instead of, you know, staying true to the source material, they, they want to, they, it, it's, it's, it's fan fiction, you know, fan fiction. I don't think is supposed to, uh, overtake originals and I, I i doubt this one's gonna overtake the original but uh you know it's it's definitely a bigger budget and it's got some some the, some people in the cast that i really enjoy but uh yeah i don't think it was necessary yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh in in uh don mancini who wrote the the original is is not the one who wrote this one at all. So not only is it a, a reimagining, but it's a reimagining that because uh, I think Don Mancini and uh, Brad Dourif are still working on their own Child's Play kind of storyline sequels. So yeah, th- there's this new one that is high gloss with Mark Hamill as the voice of of Chucky, and then, that 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 part I am excited about. Yeah, I mean that's that's Mark Hamill's always always good, uh, and then and then there's a separate one with Duraf and Mancini doing doing that, um, and uh, so you know I I kind of think that's a little shady, um, but it kind of ties into. Uh, I haven't done any actual episode releases about the new Twilight Zone that came out uh, with with Peel, um, and. And I don't know if you watched any episodes. The first episode, the comedian with Kumail Nanjiani, is is available on YouTube. If if you're interested in seeing it, if you have, I, I already watched it. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, it enjoyed it, but uh, had uh, more complaints than enjoyment out of it. Right. Like I enjoyed it for what it was, but I thought it could be much better. Yeah, I I and I agree with with that. Like I I liked it. Um, but there was, I, maybe I need to watch more episodes of, of the new series. Uh, not maybe I need to, to see if, if it captures a little bit more of that magic. My main, mm-hmm. my main concern was, and this is the concern that other people have had even before the, the uh, production of this show got started was again, well, why does it have to be the twilight zone? Why can't it just be its own thing? Yeah. Um, and and so far, just with that episode, I would say, yeah, it could definitely be its own thing. It doesn't have to be tied to the Twilight Zone. Um, and in fact, maybe I would actually enjoy it more if it was just its own thing. Um, yeah, uh, I have to I have to watch more episodes. I will say I liked it. I won't say I loved it. Um, I thought it was a little bit too long. I prefer the 30 minute episodes of twilight zone rather than the hour longs. 
Um, oh yeah, I I complete. That was one of the things that I really didn't like about it was, um, it it just drug on for a whole hour. Like, I think I think there's absolutely episodes of of shows like that that can be an hour format without feeling without giving you the sense of like okay just end already um i think the i think most of the black mirror episodes are about an hour long aren't they 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 are yeah Yeah. so like like those a few of them were like okay it's 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 dragging things on a little bit too much but they most of the black mirror episodes like they they fully utilize the whole hour as opposed to this one it was like it, it it got you to the gist of the story like halfway through it yeah and then the rest of it was just like well the same thing's happening still a well-regulated like, okay. militia oh god I, <laughs> second I amendment that part says, memorized by the end says a well-regulated militia <laughs> um mm-hmm. i mean that's that is like the key part of of economy of of script and dialogue where like you you don't need to you don't they didn't need to to do that one over and over and over again. I, I get it that they were trying to emphasize that yeah, he's he's still trying to go on the straight and narrow. He's not trying to do he he's not trying to get rid of people. He wants he wants to be funny on his own merits. Uh he's so, just not. He's he's just he's just not, yeah. Uh but I, I think we got the point of that after just maybe two, three times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'd, I'd say after after the first, well, like after the first time he used the power, I'd say we we got the gist. So like the I guess the second time he used the well regulated militia bit, like yeah. Once once he got the power and all of a sudden you saw what was happening with it, they didn't need to keep repeating that bit. But they could have shown that, like, oh, he's he's you know succeeding now, kind of, and you know he's he's finally making a name for himself by eliminating his old bullies, <laughs> uh, and they like there there is so many other ways to convey that without like full on just like hey let me spell it out for you completely. Right. <laughs> Okay, here's where this is going. Not sure if you're following yet. Yeah, I <laughs> I I have hope for the rest of the uh the rest of the series. Um but first episode didn't really uh didn't hook me in yet. Since this turned into a discussion about the Twilight Zone reboot featuring Jordan Peele, uh what do you rate that episode? Ooh, um, uh, we're going to rate that one um, four out of ten chuckles. Ooh, ooh that's – yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to give it that that low. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's like, like courtesy, yeah, no, no, courtesy I'm, chuckles. I'm, I'm, I'm going that low with it because like uh, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, I love him. I think he's a really funny comedian. I, I think he's great. And freaking Tracy Morgan as the – you know the devil. What yeah, I I, I think he was supposed devil. to be the devil. Um, I, I 
I think Tracy Morgan was the thing of the of the episode that I liked the most. The the him holding the vape the whole time I thought was kind of a silly thing. <laughs> it was like, okay, fine, whatever. You know, modern modern times. Um, and I I there was there was so many things in the episode where if they had followed up on it, they could have. I think they could have told so much better a story like the, the, the comedian that he was talking about, like, Oh yeah, he killed a guy. And like, all of a sudden it shows, <laughs> it shows that the, um, the bus stop was no longer demolished and everything. Like I, I saw so much potential for that, for that story to really go somewhere. Yeah. And they just made it all about him and and no, oh, he wants to be a good comedian. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, was me? I'm not really funny. Like there, there was just so much potential. So yeah, I'm sticking with the four out of ten chuckles because it 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 could have been so much better, and it just wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah. I you're right. It had, it had flashes of really really great ideas. Um, there's a there's a night gallery episode. The the boy who could predict earthquakes. And mm-hmm. it's it's or it's Clint Clint Howard is a little boy, and he can predict he can predict events right, and and so he ends up being on like a, a nighttime talk show where, uh, like his bit is he's like predicts stuff, and then one night he starts to predict something, and he's like I don't feel good, and he doesn't he doesn't continue on, and the 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 lady who is kind of like. Uh, she works at the studio, I think. Some of those details are vague. She's like, "What's what's going on?" He's like, "Uh, basically, I, I saw the end of the world. The end of the world is is happening tomorrow." And, uh, so she, basically, he went on TV like the next night, and he was like, "Tomorrow's gonna be a." a better place. Everything's going to be a much better place. There's not going to be any more pain or sadness or anger. Uh, we're all going to live together and we're all going to be together and it's going to be wonderful. Uh, and then, so he gets off stage and he's like, yeah, no, the world's still ending. The sun's going to die. <laughs> but he was just like, it was just comforting. And I, I, I bring that up because there's, there's there's hints of something like that that could be inside of of this when you're thinking of like the bus stop scene like mm-hmm. of of what happens if when this guy starts um he, you know he he erased some of his history what if what if he starts you know talking talk, talking about his parents if he talks about his parents it makes them not exist then then what happens what if he starts talking about things that have probably affected his family as far as his his countrymen or like even further back right butterfly yeah. affecting some some stuff yeah absolutely it's i yeah i think yeah, that's that's what I say. Like the potential for for so much more. Like he he essentially could have become a superhero, but he would have to try and measure out the repercussions of every uh, elimination of somebody that he did. And uh, I, I I think they started to show that a little bit. He tried to do it with like uh, the Nazi on the bus, right? Yeah, yeah. 
um, but the the Nazi on the bus, he was he was trying to like joke about that guy, but he didn't know him personally, and and it didn't affect him personally. So he's just like, yeah, hey, I saw this, this guy on a bus and Nazi, right? Yeah. Well, see, I, well, what threw me off about that was like, is is was the only thing he had to know a name because initially it made it seem as though it was people that he directly knew. But then eventually he's like, hey, you in the audience, what's your name? Oh, okay, Cliff. Let's talk about Cliff, everybody. This guy's a rich dumbass. And I was like, oh, okay, well, oh. you know, why, why? Okay, so is it the name? Is it the name that gives you power? And I think I think they hinted at that when like, oh, your book is nothing but a bunch of names. But it was like, well, why, you know, do you have to have the full name? Do you like... <laughs> Could it be a nickname? Because to me, Nazi guy on the bus could be a nickname. Is it is it your birth name or is is it like your uh uh con- confirmation name? <laughs> oh, yeah. They go wait wait Cliff. Why did you turn t- disappear? Oh well. I mean, is, is your name really Cliff? Well, I mean that, that's what I go by. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what my real name is. It's actually Clifton James Junior the third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indubitably. Yeah. Well, I give it, I give it, I give it six out of 10. I, I, I enjoyed it, but I, I didn't, I didn't think it, I didn't think it was the, the best episode to show for free to people who are on the fence. No, I, and you, you and I had talked about it a little bit already. Another, another complaint that I had about it was, you know, I know the twilight show, uh, the, the twilight zone is not a, it is not a comedy show. But if you're going to make the first episode about comedians, at least one of their jokes should hit and not a single <laughs> joke hit through the entire episode. Like even even the even the other comedians, like none of them told a joke where it was like, ha, these are comedians. It was just like, oh, these are all like horrible, horrible jokes. Yeah. If, yeah. if you could even call them jokes. <laughs> uh, the, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say I, I don't disagree with that uh but i I do think that there's there's an aspect of they're supposed to be not funny that's why they are not successful in in this like regional comedy club um some i've seen i've seen rumblings on on twitter about um some folks who are concerned about the the language and it's tvma and (laughs) and i would argue that the twilight zone is the, the the original series was not a TV MA show, uh, and it, because it was it was more steeped in fantasy and there was no harsh language, uh, and and there probably wasn't harsh language back then. Like, darn it, like censored. Yeah. Um, and and for those of us who are like trying to get our kids to like, I make I make my kid watch the twilight zone marathon, uh, around new year's. And he's like, dad, can we watch MST3K instead? Um, see that, that, that still makes your heart swell, <laughs> but then going to this and I, I don't mind if, if he hears language, it, it actually doesn't bother me. That's TVMA, but I know that some folks who wanted their kids to come into the new generation and, and have this be an experience with them. Uh, the, the language in the comedian was a little, you know, Risque. Yes, I I definitely agree with you there. Um, I I am much the same. Uh, I don't uh, censor my kids from 
very much of anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we watched the uh, we watched the new It together as a family. Yeah, and you know there there was definitely uh, plenty of language that they know they're not allowed to say, and some wonderfully gruesome scenes. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know it, it's for for parents that don't want their kids to to hear that stuff, but are still. Uh, huge fans of the original series yeah i could definitely see how it'd be um a little almost exclusionary because you know it's i i I do i could see the argument of it's it's a you know it's it's part of the modern times we live in but that doesn't mean that everybody wants to hear it yeah and yeah i can I could see them having uh, a little bit less of a fan base than they would if they chose to, you know, make a PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that that has been the second half of this episode. And now I have now I can officially say that I've talked about the new Twilight Zone. So thank you. Thank you so much. You, you got a two for everybody. <laughs> uh, all right, Kevin. Uh, so, how how can people get a hold of you if they're if they want to tell you how well you did uh, or how well they dislike you? Uh, I'm on at so uh, I'm on Twitter at, at so lucid. Uh, so, if you listen to uh, any of Brandon's <laughs> other podcasts, you've probably heard by my Twitter handle couple of times so lucid. Uh, they, they like to add some emphasis on the name so lucid <laughs> um and yeah tell me how horrible this was <laughs> yeah please 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 do and uh and if you're interested uh kevin plays usually some kind of orc character or rogue when we do D. so i, I was an orc once i mean, yeah, i, I use that shot. character for a while and right now um i'm a freaking half half genie that's right oh yeah that's right that's right uh airman or sky Air, yeah sky man <laughs> uh all right well thanks thanks again buddy i appreciate you being on the show absolutely it was it was wonderful to be on here all right uh for everyone else there's a few ways you can get a hold of me i bet you can't guess what they are they're on facebook facebook.com slash s4ya podcast instagram s4ya underscore podcast which just so happens to be my twitter s4ya underscore podcast the number four, by the way, and email S4, the number four, yapodcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can go to www.apatheticenthusiasm.com slash submitted dash for dash your dash approval to listen to any and all of my previous episodes. Uh, if you want, if you like the episodes when I actually release them, uh, do me a favor, head out to any of your podcast apps of choice and leave a review. Let me know what you think. If you think I'm doing well, if you think I'm doing terribly, I just appreciate the feedback. And uh, if you do hate me, I'm sorry, but thank you for listening. It still means a lot to me uh, that you got to this point to find out how to berate me. And until next time, I am Brandon Cruz. That is Kevin, and this is submitted for your approval. 